Listen in Fridays to the new feature Times Like This on Aura City Radio in partnership with Luxembourg Times. I'm joined by Kate this morning from Luxembourg Times. Good morning. Good morning. I think this is the first time we've been uh, on air together, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, well, thanks for coming along. Um, I'm never sure if you guys actually volunteer if you're just sent, so <laughs> I'm not going to ask. If everybody comes kicking and screaming down, he goes, it's your turn. But anyway, thanks for joining me this morning. Um, I know August typically um, a slow month, but there's still stuff going on, and it's quite interesting, um, the stories that you've had in Lux Times uh, this week, actually, because I think we could dig deeper on a, f- a few of them. Um, one of the one of the stories that I picked out that I noticed the headline says "Women Hit Hardest by the COVID Recession," um, and that was a Luxembourg report that was it was released. So this was a report by the Luxembourg Institute of Socioeconomic Research and looked at women across the world, and actually said compared to other recessions, so there was a recession this year because of COVID. This actually affected women more than it affected men which is it's quite unusual in a recession that's unusual yeah because usually recessions typically they affect men because they hit hardest the construction sectors or the manual sectors where men work but actually this one hit women harder because it hit women who were working predominantly in restaurants right. and at the same time women were sort of forced to take more time off or quit their jobs because of school closures of nurseries right and, and child like that. yeah exactly well, it's kind of ironic because I think also if you think, you know, the healthcare um, service, you know, dominated by women as well, they're maybe still working, but the mental health pressures on those people, I think that's something that's going to have a repercussion down the line as well. For, yeah, for exactly. Women. And um, the report also said it was sort of easier for men in this respect because they worked in more managerial positions. So it was much easier for them straight away just to switch to teleworking as well. Right. Interesting. And who was it that issued that report? Sorry. This was LISASO, the Luxembourg Institute of Socioeconomic Research that typically sort of mm-hmm. studies reports like mm-hmm. this. It's fairly quick that they've put that report out actually I wonder I wonder if that was something that they spotted early on or you know I wonder how what made them think to go in that direction but it's interesting I think it's fast you know to come out with a report like that because because you wonder if we're even in really you know where are we in what what, where are we in the process of the recession at this point you don't even know well we're not in the recession at the moment. The recession was sort of last year where GDP dropped. Uh-huh. So which they've is looked at officially that a recession. Right. But obviously women and men are still affected by mm-hmm. the economic impacts of, of mm-hmm. the pandemic, even though we're not in that anymore. Mm, interesting. Um, another story that you you have here is um, Brussels helps Luxembourg provide food for the poorest. Now I, I don't even I don't even know where to start with that one, to be honest. Why is that? Yeah, and um, this jumped out straight away (laughs) as well. Mm -hmm. So Luxembourg is going to receive €460,000 from the European Commission in Brussels, and that's to provide essentials such as food and clothes, um, basically to a growing number of people who've who've not been able to afford these these basic needs, which has also increased during the pandemic. I mean, €460,000 isn't a lot of money, really. Um, so I wonder how, do we know how that's calculated? I mean, so the commission has been running this program to 24, since 2014 and it's now going to be stretched until 2022. And so I think it's, it's calculated on countries that have got needs, but obviously this is, you know, the number of people needing help has grown since the pandemic, which is why Luxembourg is now receiving this money. Is that the first time we've received it? Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, 
It says countries receiving the fund have to chip in 15% in addition to the... So they have to, to put... 15% of what, though, into... into so, so if um, Luxembourg gives a certain amount of money to someone, the Commission's money will count for 85% of that and Luxembourg will have to put 15% in towards it. Right. Yeah, that's so. interesting. I mean, considering Luxembourg is one of the richest countries in the world, um, it says here seven, 71,600 people rely on the fund. Yeah, which I think is is probably quite surprising to most people yeah. because Luxembourg has a, a good welfare state. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder how you, is the money just given? Is it given in a specific manner? Is it given for specific needs, or is it just money that's? Handled I mean, they over, haven't you know? said, but I I think it's, you know it's to help provide essentials such as clothes and food, but also so that people who are living on the streets can maybe get accommodation, which yeah. then makes it easier for them to sit to yeah. to get jobs. It's a bit shameful, though, that we're we're even needing it, you know. As one of the richest countries. Yeah. And I think that was the surprise when, you know, the report came through to us uh-huh. as well. Yeah. And during the survey, only 19% of participants living in Luxembourg thought the government was doing a good job in reducing poverty in the country. You know, it's funny because I, somebody um, mentioned the other day that they were a bit... Sh- I mean, this is just a by the way, but yeah, it does... If you've been here for a long time, you know, you see the change in the country. Um, and I think something somebody mentioned the other day they'd been um, sitting at a traffic light and somebody started begging between the cars, which is something that you see in the States. It's something that you see in, like, there's a couple of times, like, in Africa where I've been country there where, where that's been... And it's something that I've never experienced here before and that that is a bit shocking you know when things like that kind of hit you I think otherwise it rolls over you quite you know people in the street and asking for money whatever it rolls over you in in a slower way um that you realize there is a change and there is this widening gap in society and you do notice a lot of people in the gar yeah area and they are sort of presumably the people that the money will be used for yeah that I just that's what I wonder is how sleep do, on the streets yeah how does the money get or does it get to the right people and you know children are affected adversely in that in that way as well when you know they're in a family where the money's tight it's children that kind of take the brunt of that so I don't know if free meals are a thing in the schools here or I don't know what the situation is interesting to dig deeper on that to see where you know if the money has been spent in the proper way because shameful regardless. Another one which is interesting obviously for your organisation and our (laughs) organisation as well, the last one that I have here is English grows uh, apace as workplace language. So English is becoming more dominant in the workplace or is the demand more there? What's, What's behind this story? So it's actually that more job adverts are requiring people to speak English than, you know, they previously were. Oh, okay. And it's still the not not the most sought after language, but given Luxembourg's official language is Luxembourgish, and then you think French, and then you think German. Uh huh. Then then so it's, it's yeah, but English it's it's actually growing. So do we know? So French I'd say is the highest, is it? It is. So French is the highest, I think, with about seventy percent of job adverts at the first half of this year being advertised as needing French. 40, nearly 50% German and then only 35% Luxembourgish. So it's French and then English that's... that's uh, Exactly, English yeah. is the second most And English applied. is also growing fastest, so the demand for that is increasing as well. So so does that mean I can ease up on, on improving my French? <laughs> or your Luxembourgish as well. <laughs> no, I'm good on the Luxembourg. I don't mind my... I don't, well, probably all the Luxembourgers that have ever heard me speak Luxembourg are, are going to be going, no, you do need to work on your Luxembourgish. No, I'm much happier speaking Luxembourgish than I am speaking French. 
although I did French in school, um, my French is still pretty ropey. Um, my Luxembourgish, I'm pretty proud of, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> All the Luxembourgers are like, their ears are bleeding now. Um, okay, so I still need to brush up a little bit on some of the stuff I've got. I get that. Um, but yeah, doing okay with the English. That's interesting, though. I, do we know what sectors those jobs are in? Um, they didn't say, but, you know, given the sort of 500,000 people employed in Luxembourg, 70 of those are foreigners or cross-border workers. And, you know, maybe they come to work in the big financial firms who, who base themselves in English and who, mm-hmm. do, board, who do their work in English. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's because there are new company. I wonder if it's com- new companies come into the country or if it's that these companies have expanded. It'd be, be kind of interesting to see. I mean, I think at the big financial firms, really, they have to, they have, to have English speakers to converse with people in the U.S., Mm-hmm. and Canada and across the world really it doesn't mean that English as your only language is going to be enough though right I mean no typically that's that's no. n- that's not a good idea you do I think I think to live here comfortably you do need to have another language yeah of other course. than English I think it's hard it must be a hard graft says yeah I think it's a hard graft if you don't have one of the other languages um it was interesting because that kind of tied into a story I think you had as well about um the, the hospital's where it was focusing on elderly yes. people, what, you know, they're in the hospital yeah. and they can't speak Luxembourgish to yeah. So um, the staff hospitals that are that are public actually require people their staff to speak Luxembourgish, but ironically, there's actually no pra- there's actually no public hospitals anyway, so staff aren't actually required to to speak Luxembourgish. What do you and mean there are no them, public? Ho- what do you mean there's no public hospitals? So they're all they're all privately owned. Really. I think, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so th- yeah. in that in that instance, staff aren't actually required to speak Luxembourgish. Mm, okay. I mean, it's funny because I mean, what struck me when that sto- story was um, the fact that it was elderly people because we had the experience with our children when they were little, and they spoke English and Luxembourgish first. And they, one of them was in hospital, and that was a struggle when the nurses were speaking French to them. Yeah. You know, it's because you're nervous and you're scared of what's going on around about you. And it's, and, and it's dis- disar- disconcerting, you know, when you don't have someone speaking. I mean, for us, Luxembourgish would have been fine, but they weren't. They, you know, that was that was tricky for them. And I understand as an older person, you know, if you're losing your hearing or whatever, Luxembourgish is, yeah, is, is more comforting. So, um I don't know. I'm just saying if cactus can do it, get the people speaking uh, Luxembourgish, I guess the hospitals can as well. I wasn't aware they were all private, but that's uh, that shouldn't really make a difference, should it? If it's a if it's a law that's in place. Um, interesting. Kate, thank you for that. Interesting. How has it been working in uh, through August? Have you been here the whole of August or have you had a skeleton star staff on? So we've a lot of us been here in August because none of us have kids. So right. everybody's keen to take the breaks in September, but it's just a lot of quieter month. There's no government meetings going right. on. But I mean, there's still news, as you can see, some really interesting studies that have come out. Right. So you've, you've kept on that. So have you got a holiday planned? In September. Oh, going home or going away? What's your... Going home. Ah, is that home the fir- to the UK, yes. Uh, home to the UK. Is that you going back for the first time or have you been back Since already? Since Christmas. Ah, okay. Yeah. So you did get Since back at Christmas. Christmas. Nice. Well, you enjoying. It's lovely to have you in the studio with me. So thank you for that. And see you again soon sometime. Thank you. All right. Take care. See you. Have a nice weekend.